Hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host Jeff. And I'm your other co-host Nick. And this is a podcast where we're a couple of friends, uh, half a continent apart, that would like to come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Nick, I'm just going to drop this right here. I don't really listen to music much anymore. You don't? I don't. Uh, In fact, I don't know. It's probably been five years since I've listened to the radio in my car on purpose. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And in fact, I don't... Okay, like... What what what's your experience with music before I get into the part that I feel like is a little bit weird and a little bit uh, outside the norm as far as music consumption goes? You mean like as far as music consumption goes? Um, cared about music a ton growing up as a teenager and stuff. Um, like read a ton about music history. Uh, went to concerts. Got me into that rise on. against back in the day. Yeah, yeah, as I do, as I do. Uh, but yeah, I cared a lot about finding new bands, uh, finding new music, expanding my horizons. Uh, once I got into college and really out of college, it was like, okay, well, I don't have time to constantly find new stuff. And I really fell into a, uh, into like mostly listening to the same things that I grew up on and barely expanding my horizons, like very occasionally from like friends recommendations and stuff like that. Um, I listened to the radio with my wife because my wife doesn't really love podcasts or audiobooks <gasps> um i know i know <laughs> oh my goodness i know jennifer and <laughs> i know uh very rude and she very she rude. can't handle she can't handle me doing it either because i just want to talk about it so she like, definitely can't do it with me <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but i use music especially i i love background music to focus to so i uh, like so if i have to do my own work or whatever then i will like with okay. the pandemic if it's stuff working from home and stuff that's just like yeah when you work so out I, uh as you've been one to mention that you do mr uh, mountain bike boy okay. um do you listen to music or do you listen to books or podcasts uh, any particular podcast like our own or anything like that yeah i do <laughs> i actually mostly listen to ours while riding yeah uh but yeah so like any kind of workout i will usually have a podcast going really uh, recently an audiobook like if i'm in an audiobook then i'll have that going and then if i'm kind of just like not sure what i want to listen to or i only have a little bit of time then i'll do music so this was actually uh, one of our one of our first. And we've actually I don't think I've actually mentioned it before, but some of our topics uh, that we've mentioned have been listener submitted. This is a listener and Patreon uh, member sub- submitted, uh, which I you actually specifically said that we don't always need to listen to what some of our Patreon uh, listeners uh, suggest, which I do wholeheartedly agree. However, this time it, it was okay. So uh, <laughs> the reason why I think it's okay is because I feel like I have a unique uh, way that I consume music these days. Uh, which, like I said, I don't really listen to anything on the regular, like driving anywhere or working out or anything like that. There occasionally, I guess I'll listen to some stuff, but Nick, uh, for the past six or seven years, there is a particular, have I ever, do you know where I'm going with this, Nick? Have I told you this Uh -uh. already? Okay. So there is a particular mashup of some 
<laughs> different songs, I'll just say. I'll tell you off air what this actually is because my mom listens to the show and she will be very disappointed in this type of music that this is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it's like an hour long of uh of uh <laughs> like R&B and rap and old 80s music mashed together. Uh I like it. Yeah. And it's very very good. I'll tell you the artist like I said off air. But uh there are two different 1 hour long songs that I have listened to probably exclusively while doing coding type stuff for my job. Uh, which I do depending on uh, the day, week, month, whatever, uh, right. to varying degrees, but sometimes quite a lot. It has to be well into the thousands of times. Like there will be times where I will listen to it on repeat four to five times per day. Again, we're talking about an hour-long mix huh. of things. on re- Like on repeat, every single day. So you, just, you only really know an hour worth of music. For six <laughs> years or seven years. <laughs> Say. Which I feel like is probably not particularly normal. Do you want to take a guess why I do that, Nick? Like, because uh, uh, then you can tune it out, and then you can like focus on the work. I assume. Yeah, good job. Like, it was a recommendation from, uh, funny enough, a different podcast, like six, seven years ago or whatever. Of it actually was one of these particular songs that they use, and I'm like, that's actually interesting. I like listening to. Music to kind of zone out with things, but it's very hard to code, like do things where you have to write words and uh, like listen to music at the same time because they kind of like use the same part of your brain. But if you listen to something enough times, it actually has kind of the opposite effect where you zone out everything else, you get in a groove, but you don't actually acknowledge the words to like what's going on. And so you can have the benefit of listening to music, uh, like as far as zoning out goes, but without the 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 downside of like not actually being able to focus on typing sentences or words or whatever. No, I, I completely, yeah, it, it, exactly this experience. And I think that's part of the reason that I gravitate towards um, older uh, so, like songs that I've known for my entire life. Like I, I could, for a lot of the albums that I listened to, I've been listening to them since I was 16. They were on my freaking iTunes and OG iPod. So like, <laughs> it's the same thing. I'm just completely tuned out when I hear it. So it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is that song. I definitely heard what you just said as OG iPod, like OG iPod, and I thought it was like some weird <laughs> MP3 player that I had never heard of because I'm slightly older you know, than you. It's the, it was the uh, California release for the app, uh, for the iPod. You know, they didn't tell you about it. I the know, iPod before that. it was cool, uh, uh-huh, of course. But no, it's not true. It it, it, it just it's been very interesting because I have you know departed from what I feel like the normal person uh listening to music does but i i really do enjoy it quite a lot and it's kind of comforting and it like has also the added benefit of like not only being able to zone out everything that's going on and listen to music and have that benefit while doing stuff but it also like gets my brain in the mode that like hey you're about to do some coding stuff you get in get in that mode and right. like it's it's a very weird subconscious thing where like i start playing that song or one of those two songs and within like seconds, I'm focused. I'm in that in a, mode, and like I, I can, I know what and I'm you doing. You can actually be productive as opposed to like you know goofing off and occasionally tabbing out to, to Google whatever yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, really, completely. it really is completely. So I, I find it very useful, 
and also very weird to explain to people what I listen to while I do stuff. Like I just listened to the one hours. I've, I've listened music. to I've listened to two songs for probably like I don't know if you add it all together. I'd say like uh, seven months straight of like twenty four seven listening. So I it's, will it's say, normal. Jeff. I do fully understand where you're coming from. I get the idea. It makes a lot of sense. It sounds like it probably helps your productivity. It is still weird. You are still weird. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. I'm cool with that. <laughs> okay, good. As long as you're good. As speaking, long as you're good with it. Okay, speaking of being weird and being okay with it, Nick, one of the one of the topics I want to do a little bit of research on that I just, I've actually abandoned at this point, um, but I just still want to talk about the reason why I wanted to talk about it. We, as a country, um, had a bit of a cold snap uh, a couple weeks ago. Did, uh, did we? We did. It was quite uh, chilly. I think it was on our Patreon podcast. I mentioned it got to negative 20 in my uh, hometown. And uh, that's really cold and yeah. causes some problems uh, sometimes. I've grown up in this same area in Kansas for my entire life. And there was a storm back when I was uh, 10 years old or so, so like the 2000s, give or take a couple years, where our house was out of power for a week. And that was like a whole deal. And because of that, my dad wired our house to the extent that we would be able to uh, backfeed our home with a generator uh, if that were to ever happen again so that we wouldn't have to run extension cords all through our house uh, to like keep refrigerators cold and stuff like that. And I thought that was convenient, but a little bit overkill. And honestly, like in our generation, if you go on YouTube, you can find all kinds of crazy prepper type stuff, which I always thought oh, yeah. was just ridiculous. But then Nick, then we had a pandemic, uh, a global pandemic, if you might've noticed. And that, that caused, true? that caused some weird stuff to happen where, uh, Stores were having some issues with certain things. And so there was that. Uh, and then we had this happen. Lots of stuff in between. But then we had this happen where we were okay. We lost power a few times throughout that deal. But, like, it wasn't nearly as bad as what happened in Texas. Uh, but given my experience when I was a kid here in Kansas uh, where we lost, we did legitimately lose power for a week. Knowing what happened with the pandemic and what that can do for supply chains, and given what happened in Texas and West Virginia, where they also lost power and like ended up having water supply issues and you had to boil water and all kinds of stuff. <sighs> Nick, at this point, I'm not so sure what the right amount of preparedness should be. And like, I've always been a person like, either. oh, this will never happen to me. Uh, but now, Nick, I got a family to care for. I got kids. And, like, hearing some of these stories of, like, freaking uh, huh. boiling water and, like, buying freaking spoiled food from grocery stores or gas stations to feed your family. I Nick, what what is the right level? Because, like, I feel like level one, level one is, like, because, like, we also live in Tornado Valley. Like, we have tornadoes you where do. you could legitimately have this sort of thing happen where you yeah. have lots of power knocked out in your area and that could take weeks, months, or however long to recover. Not months, like, weeks, definitely. And, uh, and honestly, if you're actually hit by a tornado, that can be months. Like, that, that can be a very long time or you may have to, you know, find a new place to live entirely. But uh, so I feel like level one 
which it was a thing that I didn't even consider something that I was interested in like pursuing but like level one is like you have like a 24 pack or 30 pack or whatever of water like i feel like that is a thing now that i feel like man you know what i haven't done this my entire life but i think i might go buy some water so that i'm not reliant upon boiling bad water from a water system if we lose power uh the way that texas did but nick i i don't know where it stops from here (laughs) what's the right right amount such a great question uh such Jeff, you asked the best questions on a, on a scale of one to ten, just the best. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the best. I don't know how much you're supposed to prep. Like, should um, I? Like, should I have food? It's like okay. Here's my suggestion to you: move to a subtropical p- climate where none of that. Y'all stuff have hurricanes, though. I don't have hurricanes. I don't have hurricanes. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's Florida. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have you have earthquakes though. That's true. Okay, so the the actual answer is which we have now I, too, anyways. I don't honestly. I, nice, <laughs> you're not getting away from anything. You get cold snaps at negative twenty. You, I got tornadoes. <laughs> I got earthquakes. I'm gonna freaking get hit by a hurricane this summer. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh my god, um, dude! I honestly have no idea. Um, so after the pandemic started, my mother got me and all my sisters and our you know collective spouses um, a an emergency prep thing Mm -hmm. that has like a couple of days worth of um uh not non-perishable what's the word maybe non-perishable food um we jen and i have a 24 pack of water that just sits in the the garage my my oldest sister is a little bit of a worrier uh jenny if you're listening to this i have no idea if she listens to this i told her about it but jenny if you're listening to this you're crazy and i love you but you're a little bit of a worrier uh and she wanted us all to have um, cash on hand, uh, extra tank of gas, uh, water, yeah. a week's worth of food. Yada. I have no idea, man. I don't know if that's unreasonable. I don't know. Because, like, it's I never come like, up. <laughs> well, and, well, it hasn't came up. But, but the Nick, point that's is the to thing. be prepared for the thing it, that's not. Yeah. The that's, well, it, like, yeah, you, you prepare for the thing that hasn't happened. Except for now it's starting to happen to people in our lifetime. <laughs> and I don't know what to do about it. Like. <laughs> like yeah uh sure it, like obviously having water on hand makes sense you know just in case something happens but before now it was like oh well in bd like i've never had that sort of thing happen to me or anybody i've ever heard of in, how do you prep in for the a once in a generation thing how do you like, it, it's literally every it, there's not enough of a sample size to, to fully understand right but how many first in the generation things do you need to have happen until you start taking those things seriously? Like I just don't know anymore. I uh, I gotta tell you that if we go down the question of how many things we have to have happen, we may start getting into things that are political, and I it, or you know maybe conceived as political, and I can't do it. I, I can't do that to our poor listeners. <laughs> no, but we you're won't totally do that. you're totally right. Like we have a million things that are just kind of crazy and happening all at once, and a lot of it is stuff that like. You, there's a, how do you how do you possibly know that, that kind of thing is going to happen? You don't. So I don't. I don't really know. I, I think that you're you're doing the right thing by having water on hand. Um, I'll send you this the name of this product if I go out to my garage and find it. The thing the like emergency prep thing. If you want to know about it, it has like a, you know, like it has a uh, a tent and crap like a foldable tent and foldable uh, like you know collapsible sleeping bags and crap or whatever collapsible sleeping bags. Wow, tightly wrapped sleeping <laughs> bags, whatever. It's it's a it makes it's a makes sense as a product as like an emergency prep yeah. product. Yeah. I just oh man. Like <laughs> all these things that I've my entire life I've felt that were such stable things. 
Feel not so stable anymore, Nick. Is that right? <laughs> not so stable anymore. Are and not? I don't know. Like it is it is le- like in a way that I would have thought of myself now. Uh, a little bit all on the crazy side. Like I'm definitely thinking about like, man, like I should spend some money on a nice generator. Like I don't want to be in a situation where I'm reliant upon the the heat of my little gas fireplace because honestly gas isn't guaranteed either apparently no it's not um and you know like i don't want to i don't know like the whole thing is very weird very very weird nick uh i don't want to get too far into that because like you said kind of get into a dark place pretty quick uh one thing that i feel like i definitely need to do better about uh because i only have one Nick, how many how many fire hydrants or fire hydrants? How many fire, fire extinguishers do you own? We have one. You have one, and yep. do you know uh, if it is a a fire hydrant? If it's a fire extinguisher that is good for uh, regular fires, grease fires, both, neither? Do you do you have any idea? It's the kind that Jen and I got the one. You time. should find out because it's really bad if it's the wrong kind. Oh god! I that is you. that is the other thing I found out. I had like a little tiny tiny. I know that there's a difference between grease fires and regular. Fi- oh my god! I never even considered that. Oh my god! Yeah, Jeffrey, it's it's not good. Uh, you need to, so there are uh, nowadays, and I don't even know if you can find it on Amazon, but there are places that sell like all round fire extinguishers. Uh, which, like, I am looking at, I, I was looking into the other night, and I almost certainly will buy one. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, again, you don't expect it to happen, but I, I swear to Frick, the first time it does happen, I'm not going to be able to, like, distinguish, like, oh, is this the sort of one where I need fire extinguisher A or fire extinguisher B that I do not own? Uh, the answer is almost certainly going to be I'm going to pick whatever I pick, and it's I hope for the best. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, there are different fire extinguishers for grease fires uh, as opposed to normal fires. Uh, and that is the way that it has been for a very long time. However, there are fire extinguishers that do both. Nick, if you're going to bug out and do anything uh, in addition to your uh, 24 pack of water or whatever, I recommend a fire extinguisher that can handle all the fires because there's kind of Yo. a new thing and you shouldn't want your house to burn down because that's bad. I've been an adult for 11 years. I haven't lived with my parents since 2010. Being an adult's hard, man. You are new, you th- new things to worry about all the damn time. You realize <laughs> you haven't been worrying about the right things for 10 years. <laughs> like, like that, it. it's a very legitimate feeling that I had because, like, uh, similarly, uh, different years, but same same feeling of, like, man, I've been out on my own for a dang long time, and had I been somebody that lived in Texas this past couple weeks... I mean, I would have been as absolutely unprepared as everybody else. Like, if if I had to go find my homeowner's water shut off uh, in the middle of, after it was, like, you know, covered in a foot of snow or whatever uh, because my pipes were going to freeze because I had no power for a week, I certainly would have tried. But there's, like, a no guarantee, like no guarantee that I would have been able to find that. Totally. And... I- I think our world's just freaking complicated, dude. And being like super prepped and super knowledgeable of all the things is really difficult. I read a thing once about like uh, an analysis of um, of modern day uh, non paid labor and like uh, there's a term they use for, like for household chores and crap and like household mm-hmm. um, maintenance and prep and stuff in day to day in your day to day life. And like we do so much more than any generation before. And it's not because we're smarter or better off. Like it's it's more like just that the world has gotten more complicated because it's like oh you also have to deal with cable and internet and 
uh, yeah. you know, your phone bill and this thing, and you have to go get that kind of tech, and you have to get this kind of thing when your fridge breaks or whatever. And it's just, dude, oh my, there's so much stuff. Adulting's hard. Adulting is hard. I'll, I will share what my most horrifying thought was listening. Because so we have uh, podcast people I listen to that live in Texas. I have family that live in Texas. And Katie has coworkers that live in Texas. So I've been very tied into all of the goings on in Texas. Yeah. The most horrifying thing that I heard, though, was uh, one of the, the podcast people I listened to, which was, they actually because of where they live, they don't have cell service at their home because it's hilly. So when everything lost power, the only time that they could talk to the outside world or get internet or whatever, what they like because normally they just rely entirely on like Wi-Fi calling and stuff like that. Like right. they would have to in with their no power uh, in their house, they would have to go out to the street and like where they could get a little bit of signal and call out to the world or look up whatever or see what was going on and then they would have because it was like freezing cold they would have to then retreat Uh. back to their house with no signal and like go completely dark with no internet no anything no calling to the Uh. outside world no texting to the outside world that's terrifying that makes me so uncomfortable a hundred percent i it which it is a crazy thing because if you were to go back, you know, 30 years, 20 years, even like that would be totally normal. Like, of course. Yeah. No, you just call people on your landline that nobody has anymore. Uh, like then that was the extent of it. There was no other option, but we have become so, so normalized to the fact that we have access to everybody all the time. Yep. I, I like, but, Oh man! Well, like, I mean, that, imagine how terrified you'd be if you couldn't get, get a hold of somebody. With how available everyone is, but like if if you texted one of your family members and they couldn't get back to you for a day, you'd freak right. The they're hell super out. dead. <laughs> like, they're they're dead. super dead. <laughs> like I haven't oh. been able to contact this person for a day. Yeah, they died in the freaking storm. Like there's no other alternative. But no, like it, that that gave me like the realization of like, man, there are so many things that we take for granted that like we would be absolutely. Uh, aside ourselves without that i don't know like i i'm I'm probably not going to go build a bomb shelter underneath my basement but no me neither but i I might i might invest in a little nice little generator and i might you know have more than just you know my 24 pack of water just in case like because you just never freaking know apparently these days nothing should be taken for granted but anyways that was my story about electricity i was going to talk a lot about like what actually happened in texas because i think it's interesting from a uh, technological standpoint in a kind of a bad way, but like, you know, it is what it is. But, but it's a com- I, like, you don't realize how complicated the power grid is, right? There's, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And you'll feel really dumb really quick if you try to research that. <laughs> so <laughs> I told you that about electricity on a previous thing. If you try to go too deep on electricity, oh my God, you get into physics and stuff. It's hard. <laughs> it is. Um, so uh, speaking of things that we've become really reliant upon, uh, Nick, one of the things you have on here is uh, talking about social media, a thing that you, you're not a particular participant in. I, so I mostly have this as a, uh, as a like discussion thing with you because I want to like pick your brain because you're a nice person and I like your temperament around people and whatever else. And it's a thing that I've always been kind of awkward about, but I have never really known how to deal with it. Um, so recently, especially the last like month or two, I mean, my entire, not my entire life, but like a lot of my adulthood, I haven't been on social media at all. And a lot of my adulthood, this has been how people 
keep in touch. You know, I would go to like a work conference thing and people would add each other on Instagram and Snapchat and they'd be like, oh dude, here's my, co- my QR. And I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have that. So I don't know what the appropriate thing to do is when you meet someone, especially someone in a, like a more casual acquaintance kind of way. And they say, hey, are you on Facebook? I'll add you. We can keep it, keep in touch. Because I literally had the interaction the other day that was really funny, like a week or two ago. Um, I met this person at um, a shop and a bike shop. And like we were both there and both had to like kill time while our bikes were being worked on and whatever else. And so like I'm killing time with this guy like for like 30 minutes. Nice guy. Got to know a little bit about him. And then at the end of the interaction, he's like, hey, man, do you have Facebook? And I'm like, nope. And he's like, Instagram? Nope. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't really know. Should I offer my phone number to this person? Because I feel like phone calls and texts are a little bit more personal. And I don't (laughs) know that like he would even reach out or I would even reach out. And it's not like after like knowing someone for like 20 or 30 minutes, I, especially during the pandemic, would I really feel like, hey, I've known this person long enough to like really develop a relationship where I could like, you know, invite them to go somewhere and do something or, you know, like build a relationship further. I don't know what steps you would take from there. Um, And I think that for the most part, this hasn't been an issue in my life because those people are the kinds of people that I would eventually see again anyways. If I didn't have that, you know, it's usually like, oh, I know this person from work or I know this person from the gym or I know this person from as a mutual friend of somebody. But I don't know what I should do with that when I know that I'm not really ever going to see this person again if I don't give them a, a an all <laughs> Okay. All right, so let's workshop this because yeah, this is you. this is quite the conundrum, um, dear listener. Uh, I what, feel like has written in to talk about this, <laughs> which is how this I is, want to treat this because it's so hard. This is Jeff's new advice column. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's new advice column. In the, okay, I really so, appreciate it. Uh, your your first instinct on uh, do I just give them my number that feels like a little bit much or whatever you said uh, that I tell you is accurate like unless you're unless you're planning to go on your first date afterwards like i don't feel like you can i don't think i don't think my wife's gonna love that uh she doesn't listen she doesn't like podcasts (laughs) you already said that Uh, (laughs) she does listen to ours though unfortunately uh, well she doesn't like it she doesn't like podcasts (laughs) or jen this is what you get uh okay well like that's the thing is like like legit, like joking aside, if you were uh, to, in a platonic sense, if you were to have a conversation with somebody for twenty minutes at a random, you know, whatever, as you're waiting to get your oil at a changed bar in line, whatever, at, yeah, whatever it is, yeah, get, getting your bike oil changed at the <laughs> place. <laughs> I just, there's just no way that you could say like, hey, <laughs> do you want my number? Uh, after no, they ask I, if I, you have Facebook. I've never offered it. I'll I'll tell you that I completely agree with your instinct there because I've I, I can tell you that my phone I, I don't I probably give my phone number away to like one person a year. You know what I mean? Like just never. Yeah. And like I but like okay, so let assume that's not an option. The other option is to what lie to them about the fact like <laughs> oh yeah add me just search me I'm I'm all the way out I'll I'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> Nick Azer no. on Facebook slash Snapchat.com. 
uh hit me up i dude i feel like i must have like had a perfect insulation of social circles where i like always saw people at the gym or like met people through friends of friends because it was always just like oh no no, no. but you know if you ever want to ha- if you're ever hanging out with so and so let me know or hey i'll see you next time i'm at the gym i usually come on these days you know what i mean like oh i i figured it out for you nick i it, this is actually not in. that big a deal thank you you're gonna save my you're gonna save my social guilt because it's just, mostly just guilt i just feel like a jerk saying Nope, and I'm never gonna see you again. Bye. <laughs> I mean, so that is the, that. That's the that's the card you got in your back pocket here. You're never gonna see him again. All you say is, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Who are you? I'll add you, uh, and then you like they tell you, and then you say, "Okay, thanks. I'll I'll, I'll hit you up," and then you walk off the void of existence, never to be thought of or heard of ever again, and it's all good. You're both okay. good to go on living your lives as if neither one of you existed, which honestly, for all intents and purposes, is how it actually is. Okay, so that makes perfect sense. I also want you to imagine the world where it's my luck and I see that person literally three <laughs> days later somehow. Like, I'm at an entirely different place. <laughs> I see that person. They say, oh, did you add me? And I have to either say, no, I don't actually have that thing. I just lied to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you can or 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 nick here, here's what i've found true or i can uh, tell him no that was my twin brother nick i'm rick how's it going <laughs> rick <laughs> jager uh no <laughs> don't ask why we have different last names even though we're twin brothers <laughs> Damn it, nick. <laughs> okay no, no, no. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, so what I've found in most situations uh, in my life is you can just bail. Like, you you see a person, like, I already told you, Nick, I don't go on elevators if there's people there because I don't want to talk for two seconds. If I can if I can stand outside the elevator with the people that I, I am employed to work with, uh, just because I don't want to have a small talk conversation. Nick, if you're going into the bike uh, mechanic shop to get your bike oil changed, you can just find another day to do it. Like you, you walk up, you see the guy that you're fake Facebook friends with. You just just like, oh, well, I'm I'm going home. There, I'm, I'm finding a nearby trail. I'm going for a walk or uh, whatever you do on trails with bikes. And I'm going to get my bike oil changed another day. <laughs> You just leave. You just turn around. I'd love to do that, like with a like with a bike. Just be like awkwardly like turning a bike around in the middle of a shop. Just like, see, no, I have to leave. I have to leave. I'm sorry. I thought this was the trail where I was going to go. This actually appears to be the the bike will change place. I'm going to ah. go somewhere else. Whoops, <laughs> silly me. It's bike oil thing, Nick. <laughs> you get your bike oil changed. I think you. I think uh, I, I. I've understood the joke now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh man i have a friend here to help us with our ad today Avon. uh what, what do you have to say about this jacket that i'm wearing what is it cool yeah yeah on the back on the back there's what a tiger with a with a forest inside of it. a forest there is a forest inside of it. it's a really cool design isn't it do, do I wear this jacket a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel it. Is it soft? Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. soft. Very cool. Very soft. I like it because 
there's somebody in the forest. Did you know that every time somebody buys one of these jackets from this company, they get uh, a tree planted? In the forest? Yeah, to help with the forest. Isn't that cool? Yeah. This is our last planned partnership episode with scmessentials.com. That's Santa Cruz Mountain Essentials. Uh, so consider this your final warning to head over to their site right now. Uh, you can use TYWSAP at checkout to save 10%. A portion of each purchase will go to a charity as well as a tree being planted through the partnership with One Tree Planted. Go check them out. That's scmessentials.com and use TYWSAP at checkout. Thank you for Santa Cruz Mountain Essentials for supporting our show. I'm going to cut you off right at the start just so you know. I'm going to, I'm going to make one joke and then I'll let you go. I'm sorry. Hey, well, Nick, you, well, are you ready to cut me off with the joke? You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I will say, the last thing I'll say on that last topic is that, Jeff, I think you're usually a really great friend who's, like, I really appreciate that I can pick your mind on a million things, but you mm-hmm. were negative help there. You were literally <laughs> negative help there. All you did was tell me that I have no choice and also make me feel bad that I don't know how to change my own bike oil. And that's all you did. <laughs> Any man worth his weight in bike oil ought to be able to change his own bike oil. I feel like, I feel like you know maybe maybe wow. it's a little bit harsh, but Nick, if that's what it takes to get you in shape and get you to be able to change your own I, bike oil, I gotta I be feel... self sufficient. In the freaking apocalyptic future, who's gonna change right. my bike oil? Who, who's gonna buy you water? Who's gonna get you food? Who's gonna change your own bike oil, Nick? That's you. That needs to be you. It's a good point. You're a, grown, point. I gotta, you're a grown I gotta man. I gotta be a man. This a is family, the man lessons man I didn't learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me about your oh, secret topic. Tell me your secret topic, my friend. Okay, this is my secret topic, Nick. So, uh, where do I start? Where's the right way to start? So, Nick, we we know each other as people that enjoy playing video games or games in general. Is that uh, true? It is. Do you like video games? I do like video games. Um, and I, I feel like, and we'll get into this maybe a little bit. I didn't actually write this in my notes. Uh, and actually, I'm not even going to get into it now, <laughs> which means okay. going to make for some really interesting podcast content where I talk about all the things I'm not going to talk about quite yet. Uh, no, I, I like games in general. I'm a competitive person that I've mentioned, uh, a couple, few times on this podcast. However, uh, you know, if I go back in time, you want, uh, do you want to take a stab at some of the things that I've been competitive about uh, as I was growing as a young adolescent, uh, You mean just video games or just in general uh, in life? Games and video games. There's a combination of both, I feel like, that I struck a balance uh, with. Yeah, I know. Um, I know football. I know yep. uh, Warcraft 3. I know you were very good at. Yep. Um, uh, League <laughs> yep. of Legends. Um, what about I, what about my younger days, Nick? You want to take a some ooh. take a stab at some things that were before you and I knew each other. So before you and I knew each other, would that include would it would it mostly not be video games then? I yeah. assume. I um, mean, some, some video games. There's we one... haven't talked about sports from like when you were really young. I, not basketball, right? You weren't really into basketball. Uh, um, okay, I, I do want to mention one thing. This is actually a story that yeah, I wanted to good. tell last week. Uh, I don't remember what it, why. This might have been in our Patreon episode. Uh, there's okay, so I have one basketball story from when I was in middle school, which is the coolest I've ever felt in any sport ever. Yeah, where I broke my arm in seventh grade or eighth grade, and I came back after missing the first like four or five games of middle school basketball uh in my very first game back 
I hit three straight three pointers and literally felt like a god. <laughs> like literally, it wasn't like I like we played the game for a long time and I made three straight straight or three pointers. Like I it was literally my first three shots after having been out for this very, That's very so cool. long time. And I hit three straight threes. I went on to make another couple. It was like the highest scoring game I've ever had in any game in my entire life. Uh, basketball wise, I never played in high school. Like, so it was basically, no, you fine. know, my, my life's work in middle school basketball, but yeah, no, I felt really cool. I'm not sure really where that's going. I played games before, like, okay, let's not, let's not talk about sports. Cause I feel like, uh, you, otherwise it's going to get, we really talk about sh- sports all the time and yeah. Uh, uh, we probably, yeah, we probably overindulge ourselves on the sports topic. Let's if, do if, the other stuff. Yes. Yeah. And if you, if you want to hear more about sports, come listen to our Patreon only podcast. Yes. Uh, which isn't necessarily about sports, but apparently is all we ever talk about. Uh, no, before sports, or not sports, but uh, before we knew each other, Nick, I want you to think, what would be some things that I would have been competitive against? I feel like you can get there. I feel like we can I, get this. I don't know. It, we have talked about it a little bit. Yeah, not sports. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still I'm game, not, but not video games. What, my what? Brain, my brain's on. just not doing Nick, it. I don't there's know. A, there, there's a thing. It's bocce ball. No, 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 no. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> Uh, there, uh, okay, let me, uh, I got, I got nothing, rec- I'm sorry. Th- think, think about rectangles, Nick. What do rectangles <laughs> make you think of? Sports. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I have no idea, Jeff. You card, you're card games, games like, like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, We've card, talked about this. Oh, yeah, card no, games I, and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm out of touch. I'm out of touch. Okay, uh, but... Aside from that, there was another game that I enjoyed playing a lot as a young child, uh, young young adolescent, and that was something that I picked up on because I uh, spent a lot of time <laughs> camping and things without electricity uh, back when I was a young kid. And some of those were things like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards, but a lot of them were also more traditional things like cards in general, like learning to play, no, spades and pitch and poker and stuff like that. But another thing that I spent a lot of time playing, Nick, was chess. Did you oh. know did you know this about me? I, I think you've told me that I think you told me that a long time ago. Okay. I don't think we've talked about it anytime recently, and I don't think you really dove into it. But I didn't know you were you were you really competitive with chess? Uh, I mean, competitive in the sense that anything that has a winner and a loser, I want to win. <laughs> so, uh, there was a time, so I do have a person in my uh, younger life that was. Uh, a person that will forever and always be far more accomplished and smarter than I will ever be, uh, who went on to uh, go overseas and study at fancy colleges and do fancy things and is a doctor or whatever now and whatever. Um, what a jerk. But he, what a jerk, yeah. But no, uh, when we were younger, we would play chess against each other and we had a lot of fun uh, trying to get really, really good at chess. And so I really enjoyed it. And then I had my little brother who I was very fortunate to have be willing to get beat up on uh, because I had spent like literally, uh, you know, hundreds of hours of playing chess when he had only played the occasional chess match or whatever. Um, and funnily enough, and we'll get to this, but me and my brother are actually having a little bit of a chess date tomorrow to play some chess because that's awesome. it's become relevant again. We'll get to that. So before I get into it, Nick, uh, do you have uh, you do you know how to play chess? Do you ever play chess? 
Yeah, yeah, I know, I know how to play. Um, I had friends who were in, uh, like, I, I know it's super nerdy to talk about chess clubs and stuff, but I had a lot of my uh, friends, including the two of the ones that I ended up rooming with, uh, rooming with in uh, college, were in high school and middle school uh, chess clubs. So I, I know about it, but they were, they, like, outpaced me very young. So I played with them a lot when I lived near them, and then I moved away, and it was like, oh, you guys really know what you're doing now? And I'm like, I, the, 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 the knight go, makes it L. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah so <laughs> fell off i, I can't judge at all because i was the sort of kid that would compete uh in our states i don't remember what the actual uh thing was called but basically where i went and competed with math stuff and coding things and stuff like that so that's awesome uh barely <laughs> i think that stuff's awesome i don't care i, I, I think kids should be encouraged to do that kind of they, stuff they should. Those muscles, I, yeah i certainly was like i mean i was by my parents or whatever and the, my teachers but like it wasn't a cool thing to do <laughs> whereas now like i would I mean, kill you know. to do that sort of thing like that should absolutely be something that people look uh up to because that's super cool like i i i that was i mean i i got murdered and everything i did but it was really cool <laughs> um but no, not 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 all that dissimilar to something like chess club. Uh, however, okay, so here's the deal. I really liked playing chess as a young kid. We did it a lot uh, with a friend of mine, and I did it a lot uh, growing up on vacations and stuff when we were in Colorado when my Game Boy Color was dead. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of didn't play chess for a very, very long time. And then in uh 2014 or 2013 somewhere around there i kind of got sucked back up into playing chess and like caring about it a bit and the reason why i started caring about it was was because of magnus carlson kind of got really popular do you have any idea who magnus carlson is yeah 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 so uh for anybody who doesn't know magnus carlson was uh, a very very young grandmaster and continues to be one of the best chess players of all time uh, he recently, this last year, I think lost, uh, his first game in 125, very, very highly competitive matches. Uh, oh, I didn't know that record. Yeah. He, I didn't know he had lost. Yeah. He, I, I mean, he was in a, a huge win streak for like a long freaking period of time, but yeah. Yeah. And there technically are at least one person who has a higher tournament win streak than he does. But, uh, Carlson specifically avoids and doesn't play people that have, like I think it's like more than five hundred less elo than him. I don't know what the right way to say that is, but like he doesn't he doesn't count yeah. like the easy wins and doesn't want to. So uh, like gotcha. as far as a uh, the people that are competitive against him, like who would be competitive against him, uh, like that is absolutely a ridiculous win streak that or not lost streak because they count draws as not losses. So he hasn't hadn't lost in 125 games or something like that. Finally lost, but absolutely a phenomenal player. And, and again, similar to that, I will get back to that in a second, but Nick, uh, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I've gotten back into chess stuff. <laughs> oh man. Like in you a can't big... tell me that. I don't have time to try to get into this with you, but I would love to. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> so I, oh man, where do I start? I feel like I should, I should start with why it happened. So Nick, one of the uh, shows you recommend that I watch, which is going to be a, something that uh, Katie and I watch very soon, is uh, Ozark. Yep, the Ozarks. And yeah, Ozarks. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it's You're called. Fine. You're the fine. The thing that I said that, and I'm not positive that the, the, the Ozarks or if it's Ozark or whatever, but I just said the Ozarks because I'm a jerk. I had to yeah, correct that, you because I'm a jerk. Show. 
Yep. One of the shows before you got in with that recommendation that I should watch uh, was Queen's Gambit. Have you watched Queen's Gambit? No, I need. we need to. Uh, we want to. Me and Jen both want to, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so from a entertainment perspective, I highly, highly recommend it. But it also had the uh, unexpected effect of, in, in addition to being incredibly entertaining, sent me spiraling down the chess rabbit hole, uh, a thing that I did not expect to go down. If you are a, uh, a person who listens to this show on Monday morning first thing, you'll note that this week was uh, released not until Monday midday. And Nick, I would like to confess to our listeners and to you that the reason why that happened was because I probably spent like 30 hours playing chess <laughs> instead of editing <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> I respect um, that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, so about Queen's Gambit, and I'll move on, uh, but it actually has been pretty well proclaimed as far as one representing chess in general, uh, two just like representing how ridiculous uh, the uh, male dominant uh, or male involved the chess scene was in the 50s and 60s still is today uh, but especially back then which you know is kind of the story of most things back then but uh-huh. just to, to see that sort of story I don't know it's it's a very very compelling show definitely recommend it okay so that takes me to my own experience uh, the in the middle of watching that show, I played a couple games on the chess app, which you can just, I don't know, it's just chess. <laughs> it's called the app in all the, the app stores in the world. But I I played a couple games just because I hadn't played chess in probably at this point over a decade conservatively, uh, like if not 15 years or so. And I had fun and won a couple games and like it was, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And then we watched the rest of it, and then I kind of dropped it for a bit. And then, like, it just kept eating at me a little bit, and I ended up playing some more games on the chess app. If you keep playing enough games on the chess app, Nick, it will you'll run out of your free trial of something that I think is one of the most ridiculously cool things ever, which is the post-game analysis stuff that they do. Because chess has become so, so dominant, like... If you want to win a chess game, the best thing you can do is be a computer. Uh, there has been oh. a very, very long time since a human has been able to beat a computer uh, at chess. Like, that's just how it is. It's been, like, over a decade now. Because of that, though, it gives you r- feedback on every single move that you make throughout the entire single game, or the entire game. It tells you if you wow. ever if you ever missed a potential win. And by missed a potential win, it's not like, oh, you could have checkmated uh, your opponent on this move. It's like, it's like oh, hey, if you had done six moves differently. Exactly. Like, hey, you actually won this game if you would have played these four moves this exact way. You just missed it. Uh, which is both infuriating, but also weirdly addicting. Like, oh, no. And, and like, so I did that. I did that. And I got to the point, like, I played enough games where it told me, like, hey, you're out of your free games. And I'm like, well, that I, I mean, I don't know how much I have to pay, but I want to keep doing this. So <laughs> I, I think the chess app is like, it's like expensive. It's like $6 a month or something like that. But like, whatever, like, as long as I'm playing chess, I'm going to have this dumb app because it also has like drills and stuff like this. But like it, Nick, you know how like in, uh, in sports games, you have like the percentage chance to win 
yeah. throughout the entire game. It has it move by move what your percentage chance of winning or losing wow, was. Wow, And then has like every little misstep. Like it has like, oh, you made a good move. Oh, you made the best move possible. Uh, or, oh, you made a mistake. Oh, you made a very bad mistake that dramatically reduced your chances. And like you can literally watch it through every single step of oh every single God. thing. And like, Nick, I like it is absolutely addicting <sighs> to do. Because like... You like when you're do when you're playing chess or any game for that matter. You think you're making the best move, and like obviously, like you know, like both of us, like we've enjoyed playing like RTS occasionally. Uh, like you going back and like watch, like doing that sort of thing. Like you obviously find things that you've done wrong or MOBA. That's what I was actually trying uh. to say. Uh, like you, like you know different parts of the game, like where you made mistakes, but you don't. Like, there's no part of those sort of games that, like, oh, because you were overly aggressive in this particular part, you actually dropped the percentage of your chance to win by 80%. Just oh. FYI. Uh, which is, like, heartbreaking, but also, like, super informative in a way that I don't feel like you get in any other sort of video game. So, that has led me to a few different things <laughs> with this. Uh, one, it has gotten me completely re-addicted to chess, and I love it so much. Two, it has gotten me very interested in min-maxing chess, which has been a thing that I didn't... I mean, I always knew it was a thing that has existed. Yeah. But, like, we're talking, like, a couple hundred years of, like, legitimately good chess min-maxing it's a at this very, point. It's a very mature sport, right? It's I an mean, extremely like it's a- mature sport. And, honestly, my in- most interesting parallel that I could draw it to was, like... This would be like if League of Legends was an esport for the next 200 years. <laughs> it's uh. just like people have figured this game out to such a ridiculous extent that it is it is it's absolutely mind boggling that people can be as good as they are because there's like it is such a high high learning curve with well, I, I guess such a high high skill cap a documented high skill cap, let alone any amount of creativity that a particular individual might bring to the game. Because it is a game that does lend itself because it is so like infinite in its possibilities, uh, able to be, have a little bit of personal flair. Like there will be a time which computers do solve chess, uh, to the extent that like there will be, (laughs) there'll be a time where white will always win because all of the chess moves are figured out. But right. that, I don't even know. Like, it'll probably happen in her lifetime, but uh, I'm not sure that it will. But it, it, it it's just it's not a thing that's going to happen for humans ever because we can't possibly keep track of the you know billions of options that that is. It just I I, I love the game. It is so well researched and it has such good computational uh, support as far as what's going on and what you did wrong and uh, man if if you've ever had any amount of fun of playing chess out there in the world and you haven't done the chess app i 100 percent recommend it obviously not sponsored by the chess app but it is oh there's nothing God. more humiliating or hu uh whatever the word like there's nothing more there's nothing more humbling than realizing that the uh, three, four moves that you thought were pretty good were actually the worst possible moves that you could have done. Oh, my God. Um, 
and that you you potentially missed winning the game. And there are, there are legitimately times where I completely missed a checkmate because I'm a human and I didn't realize it until going back and watching after the fact the statistics where I had like a 99.9% of winning and I literally just <laughs> threw it away. Um, so so I got to tell you Jeff this is like I can't even express to you how much that is literally hitting all of like whatever neurons in my brain want Com- competitive things to be this hits it to a level that like i can't even ex- describe to you it just sounds like there's a never-ending growth curve like you can just literally invest more and more and more and get better and better and better and there's always resources to actually know and that's the thing that's always frustrated me about most video games is that most video games the communities are inherently like young and they are inherently not as polished uh in terms of like the the the, the focus on improvement isn't always Mm -hmm. as polished as like basketball was basketball always had uh for basketball for our listeners is like the only sport that i ever really took seriously um and it was always very clear to me that i had more i could learn with basketball there was always coaching resources out there There there's always coaches that could teach you more there are better players than you that, that could teach you things that could like i had better teammates than me my entire life and could always have, you know, like uh, they'd be like, nah, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta fill the corner in this situation. And yeah. So the reason I say is there's always been a lack of satisfaction with video games because of that. When you talk about League of Legends, I was always frustrated as hell that I couldn't get straight answers for certain things. And I had, and you know, the nice thing about that is that you get to build your own answers. Mm-hmm. The hard part about that is that you're kind of, stuck with this indecision and you're spent you spend time yourself weighing the cons like the pros and cons of things and you're oftentimes weighing the pros and cons of things that should be quantitative but instead you're describing them qualitatively and you're not uh, finding you know you're not getting an answer through data you're getting an answer through hunches which drives me off the wall and oh my god jeffrey having a freaking app that would just tell you nope this one is 20 percent worse than that move and here's why and here's what you gotta do different it's it's literally like perfect and like literally nick uh so right now where uh where we're at computing wise uh every single possible game with under seven pieces is 100 percent solved so if you ever get to a point where you are down to the wire, it is it's over from a computer standpoint, and that's actually uh, a thing that uh, current models try to abuse a little bit uh, from a AI standpoint is to be a little bit more aggressive than probably is technically the best because once you get to seven pieces, then then you just you pick the puzzle like you just pick the answer at that point like it's over. Oh, it's... Um, but. It's very interesting because, like, getting down to seven pieces, I mean, you're that that is actually very, very advanced into the game. So we're still very, very far away from uh, solving it early on, uh, which is I, I like it, but it doesn't change the fact that you can still be like ninety five percent sure of a particular move of what you should and shouldn't have done, uh, which is where we're at now. But no, Nick, one of the reasons why I got so back into this uh, originally back like seven years ago was because of Magnus Carlson. Uh, and back then they actually had an app, not nearly as good as the chess app, but it was an app where you, and I think it's still out there actually, uh, where you could play Magnus Carlsen at different ages, like starting at age five, all the way up until where he is currently. 
that's awesome. Which that's is really, really awesome. humiliating. But really what that was is just like simulating different AIs at different ELOs uh, throughout his life where he was. But uh, the reason why I got into that and the reason why I think what you just said is so on point is because this more than any other game, physical, video game or otherwise, uh, is like this game is figured out to an extent that is vastly far beyond any anything else is because of a clip that I want to show you from uh, back in 2014, I think it was. Yeah. And I don't, I, obviously this isn't uh, good podcast content, but Nick, I'm going to send you, it's only one minute long, so I'll put it in our okay. show notes. But Nick, I want you to watch this and then we'll talk about it afterwards. So Nick, watch this. It's a minute and five seconds. Uh, I want you to watch this clip and then we'll talk. All right, Nick, do you want to describe to our listeners what we've just watched? We just watched Magnus Carlsen, uh, young young Magnus Carlsen, uh, play 10 people at chess while at the same time, while faced away from the board. So he never looks at the board. He, he beats 10 people at chess. So he's just monitoring the board through mental imagery or whatever, you know, or just mm-hmm. like a, a mental accounting. Oh my god, that's so. So here's the thing: a couple different uh, interesting points on Magnus, but also other very uh, prominent chess prodigies is their ability to do this sort of thing. Um, not necessarily to this extent, but more so when they play multiple people at the same time. And in chess tournaments, typically you will play with a timer, uh, ten minutes or however long. Um, where you know you you make your move, you hit the other opponent's timer. You do that because it keeps the the game interesting, and you can't just like kind of lag on for forever. But uh, that is a particularly interesting thing when you're trying to play multiple people at once, which is a thing that uh, chess grandmasters do kind of for show, but also to keep themselves sharp. And uh, so Magnus has actually beat more people than that, playing them all at the same time on a ten minute timer. Uh, and much, much better opponents than what he played here. But even playing just just randos, uh, which kind of seemed what he was playing against in this video, to be able to keep track of 10 different boards in your mind at the same time is unfathomable in a way that I don't even... like. I, I, I know I said before, like I feel like this game has been mastered beyond other games that I've ever seen. Like... But like I don't even I can't even draw a parallel to what that would be like. No, like that, it honestly doesn't feel like normal human behavior. Like <laughs> I had a uh, I had a uh, a programming professor who talked about how uh, humans can hold on to seven to ten pieces of information, give or take, for a long periods of time. So like you could hold on to a couple of phone numbers remembered at a time because like you kind of remember phone numbers as a string of numbers, so you don't have to necessarily remember 10 numbers you can remember like 10 strings of numbers but like what right. 10 boards with 20 or how many pieces are there with chess is it's uh it's 16 right on each side is that right i'd have to count <laughs> but i think yeah. i think it's 16 for each uh, for each board of each player so yeah 32 that's right pieces, that's correct yeah. 32 pieces on 10 boards what and there are positions 
What? And, yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing. Is like, yeah, uh. it's three hundred and twenty whatever things, but also they move, <laughs> and right. there, there's definitely uh, you know shortcuts to being able to figure that sort of stuff out. But like, yeah, yeah like even I'm sure even can, still, I'm sure you can break it down into like you know, oh, I remember where both where all the pawns are as one individual. But yeah, Jeffrey, doesn't make sense. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I legitimately like if you haven't checked it out, you should go watch this video. It's like a minute uh, long, and it is just it's so interesting to see what humans are capable of. Like, obviously, that's an outlier, but it's such a such an impressive outlier. I I find it that sort of thing very enjoyable. Um, that has inspired me to play chess at multiple points in my life now. Uh, I watched that, like I said, a long time ago. That's what got me back into chess, uh, along, like back in 2014. And is a big reason because of that uh, that I now have gotten back into chess because of Queen's Gambit. And also have gone way, way down the Magnus Carlsen rabbit hole of how things have gone since then. Turns out he's still a really smart, good chess dude. Um, oh, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yep, surprise, surprise no so that like that that genuinely feels like it defies like normal human limitations do you know what i mean it's it's like problematic to me how good that is how ridiculous that is if you do get into doing chess stuff ever nick there are actually some uh, like it doesn't take very long to get to the point where you're like oh man i thought this was all just kind of think of the best move but there are a ridiculous amount of like openings and general strategies and philosophies and like even dumb people like you and I who don't have uh, the ability to play 10 chess games and win in the back uh, of or behind us, uh, you know, you, you could still still do a good job. So it, it it's very fun and interesting to learn about that sort of thing. So if you ever are bored and you want to lose at chess for a little bit definitely hit me up i i will definitely give you a chance at some point to uh to kick my ass and embarrass me and make me <laughs> mad that i even rec- uh, entertain the idea don't worry <laughs> oh man uh speaking of entertaining ideas nick uh, i think we should probably call it here probably <laughs> Uh, if you have enjoyed our show, uh, as always, you can check us out at tywasap.com. Check us out at our Patreon, patreon.com uh, forward slash tywasap. But as always, more than anything else, and if uh, if you would have us give you any sort of uh, guidance for any way that you can support our show, that is to share it with a friend. I, I can't stress enough the amount of things that I listen to on a week-to-week basis that I have been uh, recommended by a friend. Uh, that is the way the podcast spread. We can post stuff on social media all we want. Uh, we can do whatever things we want to do. Like At the end of the day, if you enjoy it and you want to share it with somebody, that is a way that you can support our show. So I'd really appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, of course, uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you want to go give us a follow on Instagram or on uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, anything other than, uh, than Snapchat, you can absolutely do that, and we appreciate that as well. And right now our patrons are getting a, uh, if just as a final sell for it, is our patrons right now are getting another shorter form podcast every week. Um, it's a little more off the cuff uh, with slightly different tone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> these days, mostly about sports stuff. But 
<laughs> there, there will probably be an off season. Hey, uh, we at had, some point, we right? had a yes, probably. I assume, assume at some point we will not have sports for a day or two. Hey, a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, audiobooks for a long time. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, we appreciate you all. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Nick, for potting with me. You're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening. 